how Jacqueline gives us these writing assignments. Uh-huh. She gave me one. <laughs> and at first I was a little like, I got nothing. And then all of a sudden I had something. Don't you love that? Wow. That's it. That's I all I got to like say. I am like a... Like a sixth she's grade said, English teacher that just, nobody likes. Yeah, the way yeah you just you're said like, that. Have me an article by two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> you to write. So I was just sitting there, and I really was just thinking. And then the thought came to me about how everyone, everyone talks about do what you love, do what you love, do what you love. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to write about what does do what you love even mean. I'm just going to reflect on it. Good. So I, that's what we're talking about. Today. I don't know. What, I don't know what it means either. I know. Actually, I was talking to Leah's fourth grade teacher today, and he, I said, I got to go. I'm actually going to do a podcast. He goes, oh, I did a podcast in college. It was so much fun. And he's a teacher. And he goes, what's the topic? And I said, I'm doing one on what does do what you love even me? He goes, I've been wondering that. <laughs> oh, I love that. You're just tapping into the shared consciousness. <laughs> I said, I'll let you know. I'll share my podcast with you. I Actually, I think it's it's just my interpretation. Mm-hmm. You want to try that word for me? Your, your interpretation. <laughs> your interpretation. <laughs> My interpretation of what that line means. Yeah. But I think it means many things to every person. But I'm going to, today I'm in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty optimistic, positive person, but even I feel a little bit overwhelmed sometimes by this statement. I feel like it feels to me like too much pressure. Do what you love feels like, ah. Like, what does it mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just sometimes, I mean, it, and I'm a coach. Yeah. <laughs> it also feels exhausting. Uh-huh. So I, do you have any feelings from that statement? If you don't, or I stole your two, no worries. Well, th- we hit on this thought a little on another podcast, but it makes me feel like um, maybe frustrated, like angry is a little too strong of a word, but but irritated because... I do, I like my job, my vocation is this question, <laughs> but everyone misinterprets it is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. They take it extreme mm-hmm. and they either love it or hate it. They're either all about like your whole life has to be this or like, mm-hmm. no, it's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why does everything have to be such extremes? Like, yeah, it's a both and I do what I love now. Mm-hmm. I crafted my whole life around this job now. And like, I have tons and tons of days and hours and minutes where I don't do what I love mm-hmm. and I don't enjoy it and it's not passionate or fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm not doing what I love. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Why does it always have to be like you're either every moment is filled with purpose and perfect mm-hmm. or it all sucks and I should make a change. Yeah. Well, why? We can, why can... is why are we so extreme like that? That's that's I think that's why the statement bothers people mm-hmm. and why sometimes it gets to me is that we do go there in our head. We think mm-hmm. We think that it means all or nothing. Yeah, even though you and I, like, we help we, people make shifts right now during the great reshuffle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for it because mm-hmm. it's helping us get customers. But I'm like, but honestly, I'm kind of loving when some people are boomeranging back already. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you were, you had one bad day and you're like, I'm ditching it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When was life right. ever like this right. for anybody? No, I was actually, it it made me pause for a minute, too, and think about... There are people who don't have the choice to think about doing what mm. they love. They're mm-hmm. like, th- that this statement actually angers them because they're like, it's called pay the rent. It's yeah. called I have four children. Mm-hmm. It's called this. And uh, tra- doing what I love, really? What are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that actually can cause some anger and pain in some people, too, because they 
they don't always have the opportunity to reflect and yeah. pause on this too. So I was just yeah. thinking about their different audiences and yeah. how they feel about this statement. Yeah. Here's another one. That, it's kind of similar to what you're saying, but I, I have some friends who say this where they instantly go to privilege. And I think they're really hung up on the, like, this is a privileged question to ask. Mm-hmm. And this might get me in trouble, but I actually very much disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there are a lot of people who find a lot of purpose and meaning in what they do. And their job is like what we would consider, you know, trash collector, like the last option. Mm-hmm. I think a lot about like, even in the past roles that were more um, like craft based roles, a blacksmith or something. I mean, talk about passion. And by the way, the word passion doesn't mean you're having fun. It means sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, so <laughs> a lot of passion in their role. Yeah. Like yeah. they care deeply mm-hmm. about what they're doing and they make an wow. impact on their customer and they're not rich and they're not famous mm-hmm. and they're not like just having fun all day. Um, I actually think the the industrial revolution created this whole thing of like, well, you're just a cog in the wheel and you have no purpose. Mm-hmm. But before that, there were all kinds of jobs that were like very purpose filled mm-hmm. um, where there's a lot of passion involved that wasn't like doing your quote unquote dream. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a privileged thing, in my opinion. I think yeah, it's I don't either. a lot of uh, somebody at the grocery store the other day checked mm-hmm. us out and she like made my day the way she interacted with us. Mm-hmm. It was like most people aren't thinking grocery checkout as like the passion job. Yeah. I think she was mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's mm-hmm. I would not call her privileged mm-hmm. to have that role. But in the way that my friends are talking about it, mm-hmm. but absolutely passion and purpose. So there's that angle, too. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think that <clears throat> that also there's layers there, too. Some people say, OK, so what I do isn't so excited, but my team is so awesome. The 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 environment in which I work just brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. So there's all different kinds of layers there. I was thinking about my job. And I was thinking, okay, so I love coaching, speaking, and storytelling for the most part. But I have days that I hate the prep, I hate Mm. the travel, and the nerves that come with it, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So does that mean I don't love it? No, just to your point. Mm. It doesn't mean I don't love it. It means that I need to focus on certain things. Mm -hmm. I love coaching clients, and I love helping them reach their goals, right? But I don't love when I have too many clients back to back. You know that? Yeah. And I don't have moments to breathe. And so does that mean I should quit because of that? No, it means I need to make a shift. It means I need to focus on what I should do. And that was what I was thinking about Hmm. a lot. lot. So my perspective around this is really that the answer is no, that you shouldn't be so extreme, that you shouldn't just quit because of an aspect of your job that you you, are. hate mm-hmm. this is generalizing by the way right there are absolutely reasons people should quit Do you i get know i'm saying? already second guessing like what i said a minute ago well i there are other angles to that too but yeah absolutely. we're talking some just generalizing here yeah um so i ask people all the time what can you do about the parts in your job that you don't love mm-hmm. that's the part i ask people to pause about so pause there and but i think that's where people don't stop and think So when I'm coaching them and they're like, listen, one of the things that's not on the table right now is leaving my job. So I'm like, all right. So what parts do you dislike the most and what can we do about them? I like where you're going with this. It's making me think back to and related to the privilege thing, because, of course, like 
what I said, I'm already like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that because I am a privileged person who's had all this opportunity going to college and, you know, job opportunities. So easy for me to say, right? Well, I think back even before that, when I was just doing like grunt type jobs, and I did a lot of them growing Mm up, um, I had corn detasseling job once all day long and in the like sweating pretty hard heat, pulling corn detassels out for hours and hours. Or I had another one at a greenhouse where it's like the same repetitive task in a, you know, physically um, challenging conditions and just like repetitive. Okay, well, for me, like one of my core values I've learned ever since then is variety. And I'm just really wired for variety. So I think part of why those jobs were hard for me was the repetition over and over all day. Um, Whereas I had other jobs in a similar category like mowing people's lawns that I actually could find a lot of enjoyment in because they more, they fell more in line with the variety aspect. Mm. They were still just as like maybe hard and not as, um, you know, like dream job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I joke with friends to this day, like I would kind of enjoy maybe having like a lawn mowing business. So I don't know why, what you said made me think of that, that, um, even in a similar category of jobs or roles, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, there were aspects that weren't a good fit for me versus were absolutely that you could play with a bit. Yeah. And you know, this one that I, uh, an exercise that I have a lot of clients do Mm -hmm. as, but they always tell me that it's really helpful to them is I have them. I just want you to make a list of the skills that you do and then just throw them down on a piece of paper and now I want you to make from that list, what skills are on that list that you are really good at that you just no longer love? Uh-huh. And that is really eye-opening for people. I'm like, so just pick three. What three are on there that everybody keeps asking you to do that you no longer love? We need to focus on those three and figure out how can we have a conversation about it with our manager? How can we make a small shift towards doing that less? Uh, is there what where can we get creative around that piece? Do you do people ever the beginning of that process you said list your skills? Mm-hmm. Do people ever get stuck with that part like, of it? Like what is my skill? Yeah, what what do I list or <laughs> right. I don't know. Is that a challenge for people? Yes. Ever? Yeah. So I sometimes I well, first of all, I often give them a list <laughs> to uh-huh. help them to cut, like unlock, you know, but I'll be this is how I do it with though. I say talk about your day. So start with the beginning of your day. So you wake up in the morning and you show up at work and they're like, and I open my email. Okay, right. So keep going. And then they just start talking about how maybe they have one on ones. Okay, so you manage people. See, that's already helpful to me because the word skills, you start to go to like um, college degree categories Mm -hmm. or something. And it's like, okay, well, like Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. So that's my skill Mm -hmm. nursing. And it's like, yeah, but what do you do in your day? Yeah. That's helpful because there's a lot of nuanced things. Mm -hmm. As a nurse, you might like send a lot of emails. (laughs) That's probably a bad example. I don't think nurses send a lot of emails. Nope, I don't think they do. As a nurse, you might send a lot of emails. (laughs) Maybe if they're the the administrator. (laughs) (laughs) The patient is like, why are you sending emails right now? My heart is, uh, the beeper's going off. <laughs> the, the nurse just like flatlining. The nurse just the comes nurse into the room. Hold and sits on, in I'm the really corner. good at emails. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, like the nurse is still just sitting in the corner doing emails, and you're like, "Are you gonna stay there?" Um, 
Or, you know, me in... Have you been emailing too much? Is this where why our head went there? It's all I do. It's my only skill. Some people do feel that way, by the way, don't well, they? Well, you, I thought yeah. this was cool. In the member community the other day, you were talking about problem solving. Problem solving mm-hmm. came up and how it's such a throwaway thing in an interview or on a resume. But you are helping people dig into what kind of problem solving. Because yeah. that actually gets interesting yeah. and it gets into like your unique skills. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because there's different kinds of problem solving. So maybe, so what, we, what we'll do is we'll actually attach a list of the skills that I'm talking about. Because I actually put categories like communication and I'll be like, here's 20 different kinds. Because if you're good at communication, it's too vague. Mm-hmm. So I dig into like, you're right. So do you think you're good at problem solving? Uh, yeah, I yeah. am. I as, I know. And I say it confidently because I was like, whoa, I didn't realize it as, as an engineer that that was a skill. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone does that. And then as I got into different fields and different places, especially out into entrepreneurship, it was like, oh, there's a lot of people who don't know how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a skill. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Versus, you know, I have a lot of things I'm not skilled at, like right. marketing, mm-hmm. uh, anything do you know, marketing. Do you know how to, like, say what kind of a problem solver you are? I've, you know, I've been thinking about it since I heard you say it, and I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I probably because I coach on it so much, this particular one I've actually thought about. It. So okay. I describe myself as I do good with like verbal problem solving. So mm. my best problem solving is when a whole bunch of people are talking and I feel like I can figure things out when people are talking. Mm. Not so much when I see the written word. Uh-huh. Not so much, you know, in other, definitely not with numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Not with data. It's more verbal. I connect dots and problem solve verbally. Yeah. That's interesting. That actually does light bulb for me. I think strategic problem solving is probably mm-hmm. one of mine where um, in a coaching session the other day, someone said, yeah, I just, I always seem to be thinking about like the things right in the moment. And my boss, I'm, I'm so, I so admire how he can like anticipate what's coming in the future or like connect different things going on and, mm-hmm. and say like this is what we should be thinking about next mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah oh, i yeah. do that all mm-hmm. the time too you do but didn't recognize there was that much of a difference yeah because i'm yeah i'm not like a okay paying attention to what's happening right right here now mm-hmm. Line- kind of more like linear thinking versus mm-hmm. um connect dot connecting mm-hmm. so i was just coaching actually uh, a high level leader uh, in a financial group, and I had him specifically pause to write this exercise down, and he's getting ready to get promoted to the next level, and he was very clear that the skill he was really good at was creating new processes. He is just the guy. He's, But he's like, can I just tell you, though, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. He's like, I, I, I was like, so what are you going to do about it? And he said, good question. Mm-hmm. And so we talked it through and he's, I said, you need to duplicate yourself. You need to figure out how to get others to think like you and get them doing it. Mm-hmm. So back to our delegating mm-hmm. podcast, start getting them to, to delegate the thinking. Yeah. And start getting them to be thinking the way that you do and you stop doing it. But you yeah. do have to kind of learn to pass on the thing that you're good at. Right, right. You have to be strategic about it. So in the first scenario I talked about, if I'm traveling too much or I am doing too many things on my nerves are nuts, right? The best thing I can do is just make space, right? And then I don't feel such a crunch, right? And in the second scenario, I talk about how I know how my limits in a day or my limits in a week. And if I just do that, I feel fresh and I feel focused, right? I take a walk or I think before my next client session. These things, small shifts in my timing, in my planning, 
um, in, in the skills that I'm focusing on make me feel not like I'm drowning, but like I'm alive in the job that I have. And just like you, I don't love 100% of what I do. I have tough days and I have really good days. And this is what I really felt like it came down to. Uh-huh. I was like, doing what we love is doing one less thing we don't love and making space to add one more thing we do love to our day and schedule. If we can just be intentional about one more and one less, maybe you'll feel like you're doing more of what you love to you in your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now is probably really great timing for that message. Because I'm thinking about how uh, pre-pandemic, the workplace, now there was flexibility and you could suggest to your manager some new ideas or ask if you could make some shifts and all that was always probably there more than we realized. But I think what the pandemic did, maybe one of, one of the few good things that came out of it is just highlighted to all of us, like, no, there actually are different ways to work. It is more flexible than we mm -hmm. think. We don't all have to be these cogs who walk into the same building and do the whole day the same way. Mm -mm. Like, I don't know if you ever felt it. I had some jobs where I felt like if they don't see me walk in at eight, go straight to my cubicle sit and never move a muscle all day until 530. Mm -hmm. And then maybe after 530, get up and walk out. Then I'm, I'm screwed because mm -hmm. that's the formula. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas like, I always knew, okay, so, I'm not a person who yeah. follows that formula. I like, got, that's not going to work well for me. But there was this feeling, this like general feeling of like, well, we all have to do it the same way. Because that's what work, that's what like being mm -hmm. good means. I'm so glad that that is, that myth is That's just been like, totally busted. And I think that's helpful. Like, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of struggle still with, okay, if everyone wants to do it their own way, work their own hours, be remote, that's, that's tough for companies. Mm -hmm. But there's at least a conversation now. Like, yeah. at least you can ask the question or suggest a different idea. Mm -hmm. I, I even love this one. This one's helped people find a little bit of like pep in their step mm -hmm. is, what is your most energetic part of the day? And are you doing the right skills in that window Yeah. versus another window? So I was talking to a person in public relations who has to do a lot of writing. And she felt like at the end of the day, all of her people who she was managing was sending her the edits. And she's like, editing at the end of the day is <laughs> it's not working. I was like, mm -hmm. so you need to communicate to the people you manage that you need to send them the day before the morning so that you can edit in the morning. Yeah. Just that shift. She's like, and her manager said to her, your writing has been perfect lately. <laughs> and she was like, cause I made that small Which is shift. so cool. Cause yeah. she didn't shift skills. Actually. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It wasn't like, it was Hey, timing. can I do less of these activities and more of these? It was, the, yeah, the schedule part of it. Yeah. And if I can put you on the spot, Jacqueline, you had a similar one recently. Well, maybe it's a longer there's a longer timeline, but I was noticing it recently where you said you've learned some of your schedule and timing when it mm -hmm. comes to writing. You are good mm -hmm. at writing. You, mm -hmm. in general, enjoy writing, but you're realizing like, okay, I've got a lot of writing. And if mm -hmm. I try to crank through it all, yeah, doesn't go well. But if I take a break yeah. and you enjoy like cooking and mm -hmm. if I take a break for lunch, maybe like enjoy some cooking for a little bit and then come mm -hmm. back to it, yep. not only is are you way more on top of your game and it's a better output, but yeah. you enjoy it more too. Yeah. Like that's, to me, that's really 
fascinating and cool、mm-hmm. because the old work style would say no, Jacqueline, you、oh. have to crank through eight to、yep. six without stopping maximum yep. output. Yeah, and it's like no, actually, it's going to be a worse output,、mm-hmm. and you're going to feel worse, and it's going to yeah. Like, that little shift、mm-hmm. made a huge difference for you.、Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that stuff I think is、um, cool because you do have a lot more. Ability to make those shifts,、mm-hmm. no matter what your job is. Yeah, absolutely. So, if we were to summarize, just because there's one more piece, it's just thinking: what can I do? One, one more thing, adding something, one less thing. Is there a shift in my timing? Is there a place in which I need to add breaks to bring that creativity back?、Uh, what skills do I no longer want to do? And then this last section is: are there? I sometimes challenge people to say. What what are three skills that you're like looking at your coworkers that they're doing that you find fascinating that、mm. you're like I don't know,、mm-hmm. add them, write them down and figure out how to learn them, have a conversation, say to your manager I want to learn these three new skills that also brings joy. Sometimes we just get stagnant、mm-hmm. because we haven't learned anything new and if we just have three new things or one at a time to learn, so see how it's we have a list of skills, things that we no longer want to do and three new things that we want to learn. We've shifted our schedule. And we're adding one, taking away. That maybe is a little bit closer to the definition of stepping into loving what we do. I think it's great if you're if you're the person listening, pushing back on all this. Like, yeah, but you guys don't understand my job. You know,、mm-hmm. I work. I'm in construction. I'm a doctor or a PA. I'm a like any of these types of roles or environments、mm-hmm. where it is very strict schedule wise. Role like there's no no like I have、mm-hmm. to do this by. By the rules,、um, I empathize with that, and I hear that. And I would also push back and say, at least introduce the conversation.、Mm-hmm. I feel like ninety percent of what we do at Greenhouse comes down to like just talk about it.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk、just、about talk it with your about friend,、it. with your boss, with your spouse. Just with your, talk just about talk it. About I feel it. like we get paid a lot of money often to say it. Have you talked about it?、Yet? I know it's like that. <laughs> was that one like C-suite session the other day where? It, it came down to this really like critical moment. They're like, "So what do we do about this?" And you were like, "Ask her." Ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the question. Talk about it. Because I'm think I'm actually thinking about a friend in this situation where,、um, yeah, it's a very rigid environment. There's、mm-hmm. not a lot of flex like knowledge、mm-hmm. workers. But you know, he brought it up、um, with his superiors and found out there was actually some needs,、um, kind of in their PR. Mm-hmm. Department, and he's really good at talking to people, and he's charismatic.、Mm-hmm. And he got; they were like, "Yes, come help us! Like, we'll give you this many hours to step out of your normal day job、mm-hmm. to come help us in the PR stuff." And he's got to do some really fun things, and it's、mm-hmm. like it's actually really brightened a season of his work that's felt like drudgery sometimes.、Mm-hmm. So, I think just asking the question, like ask you can't, question. yeah. At least ask. At least、mm-hmm. explore it, and at least pause. Also, what you can control is you.、Mm. You can control what you think about, where you place your energy, where, and so even things like I can control when I take my breaks, what I do during my breaks. Even if that's what you control, that's really important. I just coached someone, you know, that the company we work with, where it's just all about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the、yep. timing and tickets and. She, I was like, "What are you doing during your thirty-minute lunch?" And she's like, "Working." And I'm like, "Do you have the choice?"、And、she's like, "Yes," but she never takes it, and yet she's feeling completely burnt out. Yeah. So, what does she want to do in that? What does she want to do? And the other thing you can control is: Are you assuming responsibility that no one else is assuming? 
Mm-hmm. So it's these small things. So you can control more than you think about it. You just have to be intentional about what, what those things are. Yeah. This is sparking a lot of thoughts. What What does doing what you love even mean? I think it means a small step in one small direction can just potentially bring back the love what we do again in your day. 